You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, Ashley here, letting you know that you can listen to The Twilight Effect ad-free on Amazon Music. You are listening to The Twilight Effect, an unofficial Twilight podcast. Welcome back to The Twilight Effect. I'm Ashley. I'm Melanie. And I love your shirt. Thank you. I did not get a memo. I would uh, have to – I have. I think I have that shirt in storage. If you had told me, I could have gone and got this it. This might be your shirt from storage. <laughs> your mom not sent it to me, all. I think. <laughs> it might be oh, yours. well, that's my mom's storage. I have my own storage. Oh, okay. There's a lot of Twilight things. There's a lot of – this is a part of my life for a very long time. We have a lot of Twilight swag. Yeah, I actually brought a few. I'm most things. proud of that Barbie, though. Every can, like I went to a couple of fan events recently, and apparently there's one specific Alice Barbie that is just really difficult to find. Like, really? Who has mm-hmm. it? Well, I have one. But, oh, you do. Uh, but I think Mattel did it. Um, oh. But you just like can't find them anywhere now. So. Oh my gosh! How about that Alice tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that on the last episode, and I found one. How about? Those uh, photos that you sent me on Instagram of little Alice Cullen and her, uh, I'm assuming from Wendy, uh, of my fitting. That is so sweet. Somebody sent that to me yesterday. Um, I use that as, so Paul has been talking about Alice's backstory and how fascinating it is and like wanting to do some, like create and produce a show um, surrounding that, which of course, like we'd have to, like, I'd have to probably you know, get so many permissions, but right. the idea is really cool. And he's like, you could play Alice. And I'm like, babe, I can't play. We could produce it, but like, I can't play Alice. And he's like, yeah, you could, you just have to like have everyone else around you be the same age, like Dawson's Creek style. And I'm like, yeah, but like, look at these pictures that Mel just sent me. <laughs> and he looked at them and I was like, that was Alice. I was 19 year old or 20 year old Alice. Like there's no, there's no me playing Alice in her, her spinoff show, <laughs> but I appreciate you. I mean, so that was my, I My see fuel. his point, though. I'm, I see your point, but I also see his point. If we're yeah, well, there's a, like, God love him, you know, and he's like, you really look so young. But then, like, you see those photos, and I'm like, oh, that's a baby. It's a baby face. Actually, you look younger than 20 there, but, um, yeah, you're just yeah. more, like, your face is more, like, chiseled. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, defined. Like, you look like a woman now. <laughs> I just, like, you know, had a lot of sodium every day and just puffed <laughs> up my face. <laughs> Maybe it would work. Um, They're so cute. But, yeah. Those were so sweet. Brought me right on back. Um, that was like the big day. And that's what we were – so obviously, you know, we had Wendy on and got to go through kind of all of the um, – everything that went into kind of creating the baseline for these characters and what they were wearing and what we were introduced as. It's adorable. They're totally yeah. adorable. Um, speaking <laughs> of fitting and Wendy, I watching that episode, there's more questions I would have asked. It was like – she was one of the few where I don't think I could have ever run out of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just, and her job is so much bigger than I 
ever really yeah. thought about. People just think they're like, oh, you just like go shopping, but there's so many moving pieces. I never even thought of that. I never thought of duplicates. I never thought of like dying things. I mean, just all of it and the amount of time she had to do it. I mean, it's just mental, but I also didn't realize, I mean, it makes sense. It's just something I don't think about because it wasn't me. Um, the people who went crazy looking for these items to own them, I, like dead honesty here, there was one celebrity in my life ever that I just obsessed over her clothes. And if she wore it, I was going to find it and buy it. And that was actually Jessica Simpson in like her younger days. But um, she's like, here, let me start a line. Then you can wear everything I wear. Yeah. No, I literally like I have some shirts that she was known for wearing. I went and bought them like that. So I understand where people did this, but people went and did this for Twilight. Oh, yeah. And Do you remember that? I don't remember the name of it, but there was like a website maybe you were on. Was it Cool Spotters or something? There was like a something website. Something like that. Style that, like, spotting. You, yeah. Where everyone got their outfits from. Yeah. And I went hard. I was like, when she was doing that show with Nick, I was obsessed with her. She was so freaking cute, her style. And now she owns a clothing, you know, line. Yeah, but um, so people came and asked me after they watched this most recent episode and said, did you find out the brand of like Bella's long, was it like a light yellow coat or something like that? And nobody can find it. And it's just like one of the few pieces. There's actually even huh. a Twilight Closet or something like that Instagram account that shows every single item by character. It's really cool. I had a look at it yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you think about the gray peacoat, like I would love to know what designer that was. Just certain things, I guess, are a mystery out there in the world. And I yeah. never knew, but there's people who have these items. And the other thing too, I guess, that I didn't really think about is like some of these people can't find these items because they don't exist because she specifically, she dyed them or she sewed them or, you know, whatever she had right. to do to make it work. Oh, I still have so many questions. You want to see something funny? <laughs> Yeah. I bought this jacket. <laughs> Hold on. I bought this jacket long ago because it looked like Edward's peacoat. <laughs> In like women's style. And you still have it. I've, I don't know if I can ever get rid of it because it looks like, and there's my Alice necklace, but it Colin looks Christ, yeah. like a women's version of his coat. And it really does. Isn't well it? Done. Right? <laughs> so you you bought your boyfriend the peacoat, and then you bought yourself also the peacoat. I really like that peacoat. Listen. You know? Wendy I did mean, a really nice job. I really like the peacoat. And now I like gloves but don't have fingers on them. So it's just a thing. Who did that? I almost said Emmett. Kellen. He used to love wearing oh, yeah. the gloves without was, the He was like Robert gloves. That was my guess. We just got some of those when we were in the UK. So thanks, what Colin. is it about them? They're like sexy and edgy. Ooh, you cut the I fingers mean, off your Paul gloves. I got his because he wanted to be able to type on his phone. But they have gloves. You can do that now. But also they do seem edgy and cool. And I know. Like, ooh, you cut the fingers off your gloves. You're cool. Ooh, you're so cool. <laughs> you don't care about <laughs> being frostbitten. <laughs> you're obviously um, a vampire. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's jump into this episode. This episode, which is the last episode. It is the last episode. So we say, watch us like come back round three. We're like, just kidding. This is the song. Don't that do that to me. Um, no, this is it. No, this is, this it. is it. Like, can How we come back feel? and do a mom and friendship podcast? People would show up for that. Oh, yeah. I got so many. Th Actually, I had some questions that I didn't ask you beforehand, but yeah, so many. So many things that I'm sure you can relate to that I just didn't even know happened. We did talk about the other day how excited you were that I'm now in the 
the childcare I have availability <laughs> from nine to five. <laughs> I know. You're like, can we start at 11? Cause it's a bit tough to, I'm like, yes. Now I don't feel she like. She gets it. I felt like such a weird, I'm like, I can't be ready till 11. I'm not going to wake up at five. Is that what normal people are doing? Am I that woman that doesn't want to wake up at like 5 a.m. to be ready by night? And I'm just all in came the 5 a.m., but but because she's so young, I'm, I wake up at five so that I can work out. I can like basically like wake up, feed her, hang out with her, put her back down. Someone watches her. I go to the gym at seven, but that won't last forever. If that could just last at all for me, that would be cool. That's another story. That's another podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. and, but so that's what happens in our next podcast. Okay. But in this podcast, are you, do you feel better about this coming to an end now? Do you feel like you like had a little more time to process? Um, yes. Yes. I, I mean, listen, like there's only so much you can talk about the same movie. Yes, we could reread the books, but you weren't in the books. I mean, you were in the movies, you know what I mean? So we're having a podcast. <laughs> like I was in the books. I mean, you were in the books, but you know what I mean? It's just, we could sit here and dissect the books, um, right. but you are Ashley Green, who is Alice Cullen from the movies, and we went down that road with experiences and people who um, kindly came on to join us, and you know everything comes to an end of the road, and we, we got through all the movies, we got all the people on that you know wanted to join us, and what we are going to talk about one one book though. <laughs> what we are going to talk about one book though before we go. We are we are going to talk about that, but yeah. Um, I, I am a little bit more ready. I mean, I could do this for the rest of my life. It would just look something I know, more like- I know. It is really fun. We have to find a way. You're, we do have to find a way to do another podcast. I think it would be I like actually, just me and you shooting the shit and just like having like a life one. You know what I mean? Because you and I, yeah. every time we get on the phone as friends, I shouldn't say every time, more times than not, like two hours and six minutes later, I look at my phone log and I'm like, what just happened? We literally talk about like businesses out. we're going to start. We're going to do a cooking show together. There's so many things. lots we, of ideas. I know. And we could all do them now that we're on the you same schedule. <laughs> Mel left me a voicemail the other day and it was literally her just like having a full on conversation. That's all my voicemails. And you were like, I'm in my car. And you had, you came up with a business plan and a business idea on my voicemail. What, what, what was that again? Uh, it was a food critic. Oh yeah. I'm in the wrong business. I need to start eating people's food and. That's right. Getting paid for it. And yeah. Talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. All of you guys come listen to our new podcast, whatever that may be. Whatever um, it may be. All right. Let's jump into Midnight Sun because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people have written into us about Midnight Sun uh, and about actually the extended stories and the shorts that exist out there, which are super freaking cool, which I just watched and I'm excited to talk about. Um, but that's how we want to kind of wrap up the podcast and, and dig into some of that stuff because I we kind of went through what we had been asked about most um, and hadn't touched on. And this was a big one. So um, let's first jump into Midnight Sun. Yeah, I mean, I jumped on the bandwagon late here, and there's a few reasons why. Um, one is because the amount you of you were life like is- early and then late. Exactly. Okay, so I've mentioned this before, but when those 15 pages got leaked like 15 years ago, I found those suckers before they got removed from the web, and I printed them out, and like my life was made at that point. It was like everyone knows, anyone who's made it to this podcast right now, this episode is fully understanding when I say you are willing to do whatever it takes to squeeze any 
last drop of information that you haven't heard yet from the experience. So you can just like continuously live through it. Um, yeah. And that's what it did for me after like a morning process of not having anything left. It was like, but there's more. And then my life changed. I'm a parent. I'm like running around all over the place. Sitting and reading books is just not where I'm at right now. But I was really excited to get going on the audio book, which is the first time I've ever listened to an audio book. And without different. wanting... Yeah, it was really different. And I'll tell you what I noticed straight out the gate was how the guy reading it, he cut his words the same way Bella and Edward would cut their words in their speech. Wow. I did Do you not know what pick I mean up on that. that? I, I just kept thinking I want it to be Rob's voice. <laughs> Me too. I mean, gosh, that would have been Once incredible. You, it's hard. Like, what if you, I've listened to audiobooks in other circumstances and like could care less because I don't have anything to reference it to. Right. But it is that thing of like, once the movie comes out, you're just like, this is not. And like, whenever he speaks for Alice, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I could do that better, obviously, because you're okay. a girl and Alice. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, he put some character into the voices. He did. At, he did at, a good job. It was just like, for me, yeah. I was like, it's like, I felt like listening to this audiobook was a little bit like how I instinctually go into watching films, especially ones that I'm in. It's like hard to turn that piece off, mm. the like critical piece off. Like when I'm watching our podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, you just have to be like, shut up. My, you have to like go into like a Zen state of meditation and then watch or listen to. Yeah. Or just get sick of watching yourself, which is what happened to me. <laughs> Oh, that will never happen for me. I was just like, oh, actually, I know really this angle. don't like it. Yeah, I don't like this angle, but it just is what it is. That's my angle. That's where I sit at the table, and here we are. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of brutal watching yourself. It really is. Like, and the I never got over like when I first watched myself. I was like, why do I make those faces, and why do I sound like that? It's just, it's a very different thing than how you perceive yourself. One hundred percent, especially outside yeah. of the world of Instagram filters. There is no truer way to say I love you than by taking care of each other. That's why this year, the gift of health is all you need. And with Everly Well, you can find 30 plus at-home lab tests, vitamins, supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. Everly Well is a digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. With over 30 at-home lab tests and high-quality vitamins and supplements, you'll be able to find the perfect test for you and your loved one. The Women's Health food sensitivity, and celiac disease screening tests are only a few of the options. Okay. So I've talked about this before that I actually had my husband do a test because he refuses to go to the doctor. And so I thought, all right, if I'm going to have any shot at getting him to take any kind of test that is related to his health and wellness, that this would be the way. And wouldn't you know it, it worked great because I ordered the Everly Well test and said, here's everything you need. It is in one kit. I will send it off. I will review the results. And so uh, it was the easiest way to get him to kind of start taking care of himself. The gift of health has never been so easy to share than this holiday season. For listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash twilight effect. That's everlywell.com slash twilight effect for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash twilight effect. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn about the power of personal branding from Kris Jenner or improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay. 
With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Masterclass is accessible on your phone, web, or smart TV, offering classes on a wide variety of topics. Yeah, I love Masterclass so much. My whole household does, honestly. Um, I was so, so, so excited about this one because there really is something for everyone. So my husband, uh, he is the chef in the house, so he wanted to watch Gordon Ramsay's uh, Masterclass. I, of course, took Natalie Portman's Masterclass um, because, well, this is what I do. That's amazing. I'm so glad you did that one. And I love that Paul did the Gordon Ramsay one. I am dying to do that one. I mean, he's, he gets so excited about stuff like that because it is, you know, he, the same way that I love acting, he loves cooking, which I'm so I lucky for. So uh, when I told him about this, he was just as excited as I was. Well, I have been to culinary school and Gordon Ramsay offers information that is not even really touched on um, and just a different level of skill set that you know, you, you learn a lot of the basics and you go pretty deep, but he offers something you can't get else. You just can't get elsewhere. So this holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash twilight effect today. That's masterclass.com slash twilight effect. Terms apply. So what were your, what were your overall thoughts on the book? Um, let's, well, first guys, don't worry. We're not going to give you like huge spoilers, um, for this. We're going to try and kind of get around that so we don't ruin it for anyone who wants to read it. Um, and I want to go ahead and do the book synopsis first and then we can jump into it. So, um, the quick synopsis is, uh, the book was released in August of 2020. This unforgettable tale as told through Edward's eyes takes on a new and decidedly dark twist. Meeting Bella is both the most unnerving and intriguing event he has experienced in all of his years as a vampire. As we learn more fascinating details about Edward's past and the complexity of his inner thoughts, we understand why this is the defining struggle of his life. How can he justify following his heart if it means leading Bella into danger? Dun, dun, dun. Um, okay. So I found that I, I was kind of like pulled into two different directions. So I found that like it is really interesting seeing or hearing everything from Edward's perspective because you get this like insight into the Cullens a bit more um, and you get to see this this family dynamic between them. But I think that I really prefer Bella's point of view because there's something that is intriguing and mysterious about the Cullen family and vampires in general um, that when I got it from his perspective, I kind of lost a little bit of that. And I feel like that's what made Twilight so what when I read the books, that's what made it so intriguing to me. Like because I looked at I put these Cullen characters on this pedestal and I wanted to know more about them. And it kept me like hungry for for more. And you don't get that when you have Bella's perspective. And so I think for me, I lean a little bit to like I'm I'm so curious how Twilight would be received if it was released as Midnight Sun. Like, because I kind of, Mm. I don't know. Like, I look at, like, I would listen to, like, his conversations with Alice, and I'm so curious if people wouldn't have had the same intense amount of love that they had for Alice because Edward sees her as, like, a little annoying sometimes. And so, like, that's the lens through which you see Alice versus – kind of what Bella sees. And so I don't know. It's, it's very, it's, it's fascinating to me. 
overall, the way Bella looks at it, there's, you know, as you touch on, it's like, um, it's more, uh, what's, oh my God, I'm blanking on words. It's more mysterious yeah, and sexy. For sure. Where on the other side, it's really painstaking. Um, <laughs> uh, that yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. I mean, everything is so heightened, and mm-hmm. I don't know the perfect word, but everyone is everyone aside from Emmett is something not negative, but like I loved your. I'll let you finish your thought, but I loved Emmett's portrayal in this. Me too, because you actually got to see how like, I mean, you knew he was chill in the movie, but you get to see more of that, which is really nice. And it's a great portrayal of exactly everything that he was. Um, but you you see how you can actually feel in, in an incredible amount of detail how pained Edward is, Edward and yeah. how Edward has been, but also how kind of nothing his existence has been as a vampire. Um, there's just so much. It's so heavy and so Every little movement by either Alice or anyone in the house is either annoying or awful the way they think that way. It's just none of it was actually positive or nice or, goodness, certainly not sexy or <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, like that, there's, you know? a, there's a reason why he's never giving Bella up because that was his existence before. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't she think there's… breeds new life into him, yeah. Yeah, there's no way this would have gone the same or anywhere near if they launched this one as Twilight. He's an angry vampire. Yeah, but um, we want the romance and the mystery and the you know the whole thing. And yeah, we also have seen the we've read the book, we've seen the movie, and so it's a little different. But I I know that you mentioned like reading through it, like you just felt like you were like kind of walking through molasses a little bit because <laughs> that's a great analogy. These <laughs> we know these big moments that are coming up. And we're just waiting for them to come. But when you read it from Edward's perspective, it is so – it's a little drawn out and it's really specific and you you really get an insight into, I think, uh, how difficult this life is for him. But we're kind of like, okay, like when are we going to get to this big moment? Because you want to see that moment from his perspective. Oh, well, I mean, it, it kind of has to be laid out that way because Twilight is all about the events that happened where mm-hmm. with Edward, it's all about – how he got to that event yeah like how how everything happened to get to that event which was less the event you know more the event for him than the actual event was if that makes sense i do think it's nice to see his perspective bella yeah that's actually exactly what i was just gonna say it makes her look like edgier um and more Which I kind of always looked at her as, like, I know that there's been conversation about her being the lamb and whatever, but, like, if you look at a lot of the things that – she's very headstrong. And she For walks sure. – she kind of, like, is unafraid of being with herself. And she – like, I thought that she portrayed a lot of qualities that were strong. Um, and uh, and you really get to see that from from his side of things kind of exemplified. Yeah, I agree with that. I've always thought she is strong as well. I never looked at her as some like weak little being. She definitely causes a lot of <laughs> not causes a lot of problems. She's I don't know. I don't know if I ever really her edgy though. I mean, one yeah. thing for sure is after listening to this book, I have a different appreciation for those brown eyes. <laughs> yeah. The way, the way her, he talks I mean, about them. And her blood. And her blood, her pink skin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think from the beginning. 
you know, it's tough. We don't want to spoil anything. And I, I honestly, I haven't finished all of it, but I think from the beginning, it was a bit slow for me. Once things started moving and grooving, it got more exciting and it really started to fill in the blanks with his perception perspective. You know what I did find uh, interesting is that I thought that because of Alice's vision, I was surprised by how quickly she knew and he knew what Bella was going to end up as. Like, which is part of the whole, you know, issue that he has. But, like, it's pretty early on that Mm -hmm. she's like, this is, you know, it changes a little bit back and forth. And then she's like, Alice has a pretty, like, clear, definitive answer of what's going to happen. Which we don't get until, like, movie four. Yeah. (laughs) Like, to finally see it happen. Um, It did happen pretty early. And it's interesting that they – and, in fact – he even calls it out like, gosh, in the first almost five chapters, he calls it out that it would be so much easier if she, oh, he, that he said he selfishly wanted her to not be a human and to be a vampire with him so that he didn't have to protect her for the rest of his life. You know, when he started talking about spiders hurting her or a meteor coming out and getting, like, he said really early on, it would just be so much easier if she could be a vampire, <laughs> yet mm-hmm. they dragged it out as long as they possibly could. <laughs> just like let it happen, bro. Nearly to the, hey, but it's a good thing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had Renesme. That's true. Yeah, good old Renesme. Um, it does, it does make you. He is. He is very intense. Like we've touched on the fact that watching this now versus watching it before, we're like, yeah, he's a little intense on how he's just there all the time, and like he, I don't know, like how intensely he loves her and how protective he is of her and how he like is just chilling in the corner of a room and you definitely get to see that uh on a bigger scale in this book also that was a trip actually the part where he was starting to go up into her bedroom Mm -hmm. first of all this day and age totally not okay yeah i don't think it was okay that day and age but it was a little cute (laughs) but We have a different perspective that that day. Yeah, the detail on the dreams she was having and just that whole thing was wild. Like, ah. Yeah, it's funny when you pick it apart. When we're just watching the movie, we're like, this is so swoon-worthy. But seeing it from this perspective is is very different. Um, Not quite as swoon-worthy, but. (laughs) Quite. Um, But the hair, you know? The hair. The hair hair and the (laughs) peacoat. The hair and the peacoat just make up for it. Did it feel so? I'm assuming now, like the same thing with the first, like 15 pages reading it, then feels very different than reading it now. Yeah, well, I I I haven't read any of it. I've listened to it, and um, it was also 15 years ago. But yeah, it is a bit different now. I think just because, well, again, I said they really dragged that first part out with yeah. all of his feelings. But I mean, it makes sense because those were that's a defining moment of his entire life meeting his first love and just like the whole thing. So it it does make a lot of sense, but it was a bit different this time around. Um, It seemed to go a bit slow and then it started to pick up a bit once things started moving and grooving. Um, You know, a a few chapters after he saved her from the car, but also the books read so different than the movies. And I haven't read the books in 15 years. I've only seen the movies. So it's nice to have a bunch of information filled in in general not just to mention new information from his perspective, um, which almost gives me like new light on the whole 
experience because you can see how his perspective of his family kind of humanizes them and his interactions with Rosalie and you and his, you know, everything he thinks about the kids at school. I mean, just absolutely everything. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's not the romantic side yeah. of it. It but. is though. I mean, I have to say like great, great job for the creators of like giving us a, a new dynamic and and having us take these characters that we all like know and love and, and bring them to life in a very different way and give us, it's a very different perspective. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. So I think that's all we should do on this because there's a lot of things I want to say, but I just feel like I'll, I'll ruin it for someone who hasn't read it yet. Um, I know. And and the thing is, is, some people think we can, a lot of people are like, do Midnight Sun, do start start a podcast on Midnight Sun. I'm like, well, yeah, it's one book. We would get what, three episodes? You know what I, mean? I don't know. We could go through every moment with Edward. I know. we. He's got a lot going on in there. He is tortured. I mean, it's like <laughs> very tortured. Thank God I get it now. Though, like, I do, I will say that's the, the big thing I took away. I was like, oh, I, I get now how the intensity behind how much he loves her makes a lot more sense. And I will say, you're right. We could go on longer about this. I just have to add a couple more things. <laughs> um, when I read his side of it and think back to the movie, which I know very, 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 very well because I've seen it well over a hundred times, he really got the looks, like all the acting down for how he was feeling internally, like nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. I thought it. about that too because I was actually reading this or listening to this to Midnight Sun. I would like flash back to those moments like, I don't know if you did this too. Like it, it was almost involuntary, but like when something would happen, I would read, I would flash back to Rob portraying this character and it was very cool. And he, I mean, obviously he did such a great job. He's like really well done. Fantastic. Like, yeah. did she write this before that? Or did she, did I know she that write this was off like, of did that? Did Stephanie release this to like Rob and Kristen and not tell the rest of us? No, I think what happened is she I watched the, the movie. I thing about Emmett though. Yeah, maybe she, I think she watched the movie and then described each motion that they made in the movie into the book and just gave it a backstory. That's it. That's, that's, we actually I mean, that, have no idea. I, I, I feel strongly confident about that one. <laughs> Final answer. I feel like this is a silly question to ask if you know someone in your life that is obsessed with dogs. I mean, who doesn't? I'm obsessed with dogs. Uh, <laughs> maybe that someone is you. Um, I'm really, really excited to announce our next partner because I am a doggy mom. I know you are too, Mel, but Embark Vet uh, is something that I recently came across and it is wonderful. It is the perfect gift, honestly. If you, it's a perfect gift for you yourself if you're a dog lover or for someone in your life that is. Um, so, right up top, I want to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting the Twilight Effect. We are thrilled to be working with Embark Vet. Embark allows dog owners to learn more about their dog's health insights and their breed mix with the highest rated dog DNA test on the market. Embark is an incredible tool for dog owners that screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across 350 breeds. Yeah, they were actually also found to be the most trusted dog DNA test um, based on a blind study done of 2,000 dog owners. Yeah, what's also, what I also love about it too is that they tell you if they are like predisposed to anything or have any kind any kind of if there's any concern right. about anything based on your dog's tests, which I, I think is really great. Yeah, mine seem rather accurate as well. So this holiday season, give the dog lover in your life something they won't expect, the chance to decode their dog. 
it's the perfect time to shop for an Embark dog DNA test. Right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their Breed and Health kit and Purebred kit for Twilight Effect listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $65 with promo code TWILIGHT. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code TWILIGHT to save $65 today. If you want to avoid boring, basic, and bland gifts this year, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by sourcing the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I love, love, love Uncommon Goods. I love how unique each item is and how I was able to find gifts that are really personal to each family member. Um, Because, you know, I think people can really tell when they open their gift that you put some thought into it. And the last thing that I want to do is fall into the boring, basic, and bland gift category. Um, So I personally used Uncommon Goods this year to get my family members some gifts, which I'm not going to mention what they are because they listen to the podcast. But I think they're going to be really excited when they open them. And they also are going to, I think, feel even a little bit better knowing that whenever I shopped at Uncommon Goods, I was supporting um, small independent businesses, artists. They are fine products that are often made in small batches and they have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts anywhere. So really, really, really recommend it. I think it's a really great site. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. Honestly, you just can't get much better than this. Everything is right about Uncommon Goods. Um, and you can get 15% off your next gift. Go to uncommongoods.com slash twilight effect. That's uncommongoods.com slash twilight effect for 15% off. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Okay, we're going to move on to storytellers because I'm very excited about this. I just watched these. I know that you'd seen them before. I saw um, them like six months ago. I sat in the bathtub and watched all of them. They're so cool. They're so good. What was your favorite? Um, same thing. I'm going to give it a quick. Oh, yeah. I just like to jump in. I'm very excited over here. We're just going to jump in. We're going to tell everyone what we're doing, (laughs) what we're talking about for those of you who have not seen the storytellers. Um, Okay. So some quick background here. In 2014, Stephanie teamed up with Lionsgate, Tongle, Women in Film, and Facebook to create Storytellers, New Voices of the Twilight Saga. And the goal was to address a larger need for more content by, for, and about women and to provide new female voices with an opportunity to be heard. The result was seven amazing short films created by 14 phenomenal female filmmakers. The films are all inspired by The Twilight Saga, the official illustrated guide, which is a comprehensive handbook that includes exclusive material, character profiles, genealogical charts, maps, extensive cross-references, and much more. This would also have been helpful while filming. Um, They're freaking cool. If you haven't seen them, you should. They're really good. I feel like a lot of people have seen them because so many people reach out to me when the podcast first started and said, I don't know if you've seen these, but you need to. Um, mm-hmm. And I did. And if you haven't, you should definitely look them up. They each have their own really unique style. And it's so fun to see other people's interpretations of the characters. But they were all re- like, I was just, the quality for me was so well done. And I, my yeah. favorite, no surprise here, was one including Alice. Um, but the Mary Alice That was my favorite bio. one. Oh, yeah. I watched it and was like, what? I want to see I the know. rest of this movie. I know, me too. I was thinking the same thing. 
Uh, it was written and directed by the Sphere Sisters. Um, but uh, I actually, now I want to look them up and see what else they've done because I think they did such a fantastic job. Um, and I thought that they really, even like down to the casting, like I thought they really captured Alice and to for me to be able to watch it and, and be kind of like drawn in, I think says something where I was just like, I was totally into it. And I think they did a really good job of describe, like showing us and having us understand her very dark history um, and understanding how she became the Alice that we know and love today. It was just, I think it was really done seamlessly and, and really like touched on the fact that we all have these like traumatic backgrounds um, and how we really have or appreciate our lives as, as vampires. Like, I don't know. I thought it was, well, I just hit my mic. I'm leave your microphone alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, geez. but, uh, but I just thought it was super cool. So I think that one was my favorite, but you're right. They're all like, there was something about all of them that I liked because they are so different. Yeah. That one, that one was really good. Cause I obviously am drawn towards Alice. Um, I knew her history was dark, but that that was really sad. Yeah. The fact that you're – I mean, that's the other thing too. I'm like, this is your child. Like this poor, poor woman or girl at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she's always permanently girl. <laughs> she's just 19 forever. Um, but uh, to lose your mother at the hand of your father mm-hmm. and then have him turn everyone against you and say that you're crazy and and – basically hire someone to take you out is and then to enough to enough to go and say like you know what go ahead and give me that treatment so I can just forget everything because the memories are too painful so I'd rather do this you know have you fry my brain basically so I don't have to remember my past yeah that's deep it is really deep um so well done guys well done indeed I really love the story of Jane and her brother Alec consumed written by Cullen, that's convenient, coincidental. Um, Cullen Dorfler and Megan Reese, directed by Maja Fernquist. 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 Um, we don't get a lot of info about Jane in the saga. We know she's ruthless. She's just <laughs> evil. In the books and the movies. Um, but here we get to see her as a sweet little child whose trauma is what sparks that ruthlessness in her. Um, mm-hmm. and what Aro sees is a great potential in her. So yeah, sure. shout out. I, I love seeing that too. Cause it, I never, you know, I just look at Jane as being evil and assuming that she just has always been this way <laughs> or that she, like, I, I looked at, you know, because we're the Collins, like, you know, like Alice was intuitive and she took that over and that's even more amplified as a vampire and Kellen or Kellen Emmett was very strong. And then he's like the strongest vampire alive. And, you know, Edward can read minds. So I just kind of assume like, well, Jane must've just been innately evil in some sense to become, <laughs> to be this person. But it really shows you how they were targeted and how, you know, right before she's turned, they, she watches her mom die. They're being burned at the stake. It's really horrible. So yeah. I would, I understand her a little bit more. I feel like anyone who is some sort of evil has come from something really awful. You yeah. know what I mean? Usually, especially if you've come from human to vampire. <clears throat> I imagine all of them have had pretty rough pasts, especially if they're now vampires. <laughs> 
Yeah. And to go from being that helpless and then having someone like Ario take you in and then being his right hand and being able, being in control, uh, is that there's also something really enticing about that too. You know what would have been good is if Michael hmm. Sheen did the audiobook for Midnight Sun. I mean, yeah, you could listen to him all day for sure. Yeah, that would be good. Doesn't he do stuff like that though? Probably. Yeah, he, he does said it he does. I'm going to call him Billy like, hey, Kate. Listen, I just need you to record a couple of chapters of this book Please. for us. Or We'd if we can it. just both be on the phone for that, that would be lovely. I need to hear your Alice. <laughs> the one you. time wasn't enough. Do you think and he's in that, that laugh? Thank you I know. So much. To take this off into a totally different direction, he said he listens to the podcast. I wonder if he's listening right now, if he's gotten this far, and if he's up to date. <laughs> I sure hope so. I hope I get a voice <laughs> note from him, just like reading just a, a little bit, just an excerpt. <laughs> um, okay. um, I also want to give kind of a shout out to, um, there was a short called Mask, and it was written by um, Mary Kehoe and Kate Carson, directed by Kate Carson. Um, I really liked that one too. That one was about Esme and Carlisle. And I felt like it was very, it was nice seeing this like nurturing relationship that Carlisle has with Esme, because you see them kind of in Twilight being this couple, and she's this very calm, collected, kind being. Um, but it was kind of cool to see her like a little bit undone and a little bit of her history and to see a little bit of fire in her because she, you know, she sees, uh, again, a father, uh, beating his daughter and, uh, and she, she kind of breaks in and is pretend she's probably going to kill him. And Carlisle's like, listen, you know, no, chill out. Um, but it was just, I don't know. It was a very cool, different perspective on her and also really cool to understand just how, to see how patient Carlisle is and how he kind of saved all of us and kind of, you know, got us to the point that we're at because all of us, I think, had a, a little bit of a struggle when we first turned and became vampires. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very cool. So thank you guys for I would for appreciate if they did this all again. Like, why? Only, I want to yeah. see the rest of them as a thing. It's just there's never going to be enough. Yeah. And that's how people feel about this podcast. It's just like, just keep something, anything going so that we can get more information. I think that all of these short stories were so insightful and creative and well done. And I'm just going to call all of my Twilight alum and be like, listen, we need to make one of these. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't even yes. know if we're allowed to. <laughs> Honestly, like we'll oh, probably yeah, get um, but, uh, but how great would that be if we just all jumped in and said, let's make our own backstory short videos. I love it. I mean, that would be something else. But even if other people just kept doing this, it's, you know, so much credit to all of the cosplayers out there who keep oh, yeah. it going on social media and everyone can get a little slice of Twilight eternally. It's good times. It is really, it's very cool. Like uh, I mentioned before that I've gotten to go to some kind of like, like I went to Comic-Con in the, in the UK and got to meet a lot of people and you meet some of these people who are are doing the cosplay and, and, and also people who've just been a part of or affected by this podcast. And it's, it's really special. Like the fact that we are here 15 years later and seeing again firsthand the impact that these things have made in people's lives. It's just, it is something that like in my wildest dreams, I could have never imagined, but it means a lot to people. Um, and you guys mean a lot to us too. Like it kind of goes both ways where we would never be able to, to do this if it wasn't for the fans. So oh. lots of love. 
Lots of love. So guys. cool. It feels it feels like there's even another resurgence right now. I don't know if it's because I'm more aware of it because of you know being the co-host, the host on this podcast, um, and people like constantly sending me things. But my gosh, it's like just it never stops, and it just seems like there's a whole new. There's just constantly a whole new crowd of people like still going hard. And I love it. Like the woman walking through Target with the. uh, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I was like, this is clever. It was so. She's like, don't tell me. Is it Renesmee? Girl. (laughs) I was almost crying. That one was actually really, really clever. We need to like hyperlink that. Um, We do. And also, I'm very upset with myself that I have six Christmas trees and not one of them is a Twilight tree. Well, you could fix that. Just go to Target. I know. So I'm, I might have to. Super cute. That red truck <gasps> that's out every year. It all makes sense now. <laughs> okay. So a few episodes back, we had a call from two besties who definitely got our attention. Um, they challenged us to uh, trivia. And so we decided that we would have them on. Uh, so we want to welcome you guys to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Sarah, Catherine, and Taylor. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank y'all for having us. How are you guys doing today? So good. So nervous about this trivia. (laughs) So nervous. Yes. (laughs) Well, yeah, we did a little switch up, which we'll tell everyone about in a second. But first, I want to talk about you guys. Where are you from? Are you from the same place, from different places? How'd you guys become besties? We're both from Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, And what we met in second grade, it's kind of an we, oh, yes, wow. we always try to calculate how long it's been, but yeah, so we're 25, 26 now. So it's been, you know, a good, a good little while. <laughs> long time. Yeah. That's amazing. Safe to say yes. you guys like each other. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, and then how did, was, were, was one of you responsible for bringing Twilight into the mix? Oh. It I was kind of at the same time. You was. started reading the book first. Yeah. And then um and then at my birthday party at the time the DVD had just come out. So we didn't see Twilight in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone got me the DVD for my birthday, whichever, yeah, whatever birthday that would be. And um and we watched it that night and I just remember like from that point on it was like Obsessed. that was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Amazing. I mean, it's a good thing you guys agreed. Are you guys both on the same team? Well, I'm team Edward. So, and I've never been an Edward or Jacob. It's been Emmett from the start. Yeah. Wow, that that is. Is <laughs> I can get behind that. Fight over that. So we were always good. Yes, uh, exactly. We could have the two brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then last question before we get into it. What is your Twilight effect? So, you know, I guess we always, since the name of the podcast, we always ask people kind of what the, the impact or the effect it's had on your life. Yeah. I mean, mine, I read the books like all in one week in middle school. And before that I had only ever read like school books because I was totally not into reading for fun. And so I think the (laughs) Twilight books like got me into reading because I still read for fun now. And I mean, it's all because of Twilight. And I mean, like Taylor and I have had so many like fun friendship memories from Twilight. I mean, we went to Forks and we went to the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival. We got to see the museum and everything. I mean, we wouldn't have done that without Twilight and like midnight years and like just memories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, and mine's similar, you know, it's just so many memories. It's just like, I mean, right throughout our lives. I mean, it's covered over half of our lives and, um, just so much nostalgia and, um, yeah. Um, and I have, yeah, and we both have collections though of just, you know, different product things. She collects a lot of different versions of the books. Mm-hmm. I have an Emmett cutout still in my house. I own my own house yes. and he's standing in my office and everything. <laughs> We're going to need a picture <laughs> of that for sure. Yes. <laughs> like back here. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. And so anyway, yeah. So it's just, just, uh, permeated through uh, our lives. And so mm-hmm. it's just been there since, yeah, since we saw the movie. And it's been awesome. I love it. I love that. Yes. Can you definitely send us the picture of Emmett? Yeah, yes, sure. absolutely. Okay, I'm going to send it to Kellen because he loves that stuff. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would <laughs> yeah, because I mean, sure of us with the cutout right before the, I think it was the eclipse. Midnight eclipse. Year. Yeah. And we have like our shirts. We like wrote up our arms. Like, like Emmett. Yes. And yes. Like- <laughs> He'll probably love it. Honestly. Yes. He's so he's so into he that. Totally right. love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, let's jump into some yes. trivia. Let's do okay. it. Well, well we, we should talk about the twist. So oh, yes. twist Tell here. Twist. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this guys. Twist. We really want to <laughs> win. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a Twilight Effect podcast trivia. So this is like it makes sense though because if you're a true Twihard, you would have watched every single episode. If you watch every single episode, you should know the answers. Exactly. Hey, it's in my (laughs) top five podcast of the year in my Spotify Wrapped. So maybe saw a bunch of people tag my sister today. That was so cool. I love Uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So y'all made it, but hey, we'll see. We never hey, know. all if right. We, well, here, honestly, here's I was the, telling Mel earlier, I was like, if we lose this, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, I, know, I was like, <laughs> y'all will look worse because y'all are the <laughs> No, for sure. Like we set our, we thought we were setting ourselves up for success. And I was like, we could fail so miserably. Like what a way to go out. I we're watched like, oh, all of the podcasts though. Stuck. I watched almost all of the podcasts. So, I would, so, I would go back and watch them if I was in them too. So, yes. I, uh, yes. I just, I mean, the question I think I was just, is, Mel, were you paying attention to yourself or were you paying mm-hmm. attention to the guests? True, yeah, true. Both. Both. So I was true. definitely judging myself. Yeah, um, we do that. We, oh you know what I mean? Because I've never seen myself on a TV like that. My son like pulls up Twilight Effect on my TV through YouTube. I'm like, what is happening? So oh, yeah, I totally watch myself. But also, I picked up on things that were hard for me to pick up in the moment. Because especially yes. the first handful of episodes, I was like shell shocked. Right. So, yeah, both. That makes sense. But I mean, yes. I think I feel good about these, you guys. Are you ready? Ready to jump in? Ready. I think I'm ready. <laughs> little Emmett <laughs> dance. Little Emmett right. dance. All right. <laughs> All right. The first one goes to you guys, Sarah, Catherine, and Taylor. Which actor was asked to run around with Kristen on his back during the audition with Catherine Hardwick? Peter Facinelli, Robert Pattinson, Jackson Rathbone, Kellen Lutz, or Taylor Lautner? It was Jackson, right? Yeah, that I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. yeah. It was Jackson. Yay! Yay! Yes. Good old Jackson. Right. It's our turn. Which film did Catherine say she saw Kristen Stewart in that made her want to cast her? Was it Lords of Dogtown, Into the Wild, 13, Fierce People, or Harry Potter? <laughs> Definitely not Harry Potter. It's Lords of Dogtown, isn't it? I don't know. You don't know? You don't was know. she in Lords of Dogtown? <laughs> oh, no. I'm pretty wait, sure it was wait, Lords of Dogtown. Did you say Kristen or Nikki? Nikki was, I think, in Lords of Dogtown. 
Kristen. It's either Lords of Dogtown or 13. Neither of which uh, I've seen, well, but I remember those this conversation. Are, no, Kristen's not in those. Nikki's in those. Well, I'm, I'm losing already. <clears throat> she wasn't into, into the wild. I don't know what yes, Fierce she People was. is. She was? She was? She wasn't into the wild. Was she, what's Fierce People? I don't know what Fierce People is. I would go with Into the Wild because she's in that with me. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't guess this one. Into the Wild will do. Okay. Oh, we got it. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was confusing. I just like instantly my mind went to Nikki because she's in Lord of Town and 13, but. Yes. Oh, right. I haven't seen any of these movies, but I remember her talking about Lords of Dogtown. That's why. Okay. That was a tough one. I would not have been winning this. Nailed Thank it. All right. You guys are up. Sarah, Catherine, and Taylor. Okay. Which actor said they originally did not want the part they were asked to audition for? Is it Jackson Rathbone, Kellen Lutz, Julia Jones, Billy Burke, or Mike Welsh? Is it? Is it? Mike, I'm leaning towards Kellen. I know, yeah, because I mean, yeah, that that was, yeah, it was either one of those. I don't know. Because he, he didn't. He just wasn't he like unsure about doing the movie like in general. Yes, yeah, he was kind of like indifferent because he had like just come off of that other movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go with Kellen. Yeah, Let's go Kellen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did what? Just kidding. That's <laughs> incorrect, but that's I, not right because Kellen didn't want to do the. No. Uh, well, both of them. So who was it? Isn't it? Oh, it is Jackson. I'm sorry, I'm messing this whole thing oh. up. It is Jackson. I would have gotten this all wrong. I, I would have guessed Kellen because he, so Kellen actually replaced someone. Um, right. He, and I and I know this oh, because yeah. I was the one who like really rallied for him because Kellen and I were very good friends before mm-hmm. he got cast yeah. in Twilight. Um, yeah, Jackson didn't know if he really like fit or like related with. Oh, okay, him. okay. So wrong. Dang, dang. Because yes. he went for um, he went for Edward first, oh. and then she really wanted him. So where I got confused with Kellen was, I remember he wasn't sure if he even wanted the movie altogether because he had yeah. just gotten off that other thing in Africa or wherever he was. And yes, he was like, I just I don't really know if I wanted. It. I see where you got. So like half these are, the points these are, are, are tricky ones. Yeah, these are tricky. He did want the role. Once he heard about the role of Emmett, he did really want it though because it fit yeah. his character. Like, yeah, he didn't want oh, the role yeah. of, Wait, no, of I um, Edward. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Dang. It's all coming together. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk these out, I feel. They're tricky. I, I know. They, they are. are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All okay. right. It's our turn. Uh-huh. Which actor did Julia Jones meet with first to discuss the films shortly after being cast? Was it Chaskay Spencer? Did I pronounce that right? Taylor Lautner, mm-hmm. Gil Birmingham, Alex Mraz, Kiawa Gordon? Kiawa Gordon? I don't remember if it was Chaskay or Alex. It was the main one. It was Paul, wasn't Chaskay's it? like the, the older, like, he... <laughs> I feel like it was... I would go with him. Okay, then A, Chaskay Spencer. Oh, we got it. Wow. Shoot. This is exciting. This is way harder than I thought. (laughs) You're asking me and I'm like, I know this, but I'm so unsure in my answers. Yeah. I'm realizing that I actually don't know any of those names aside from Taylor Lautner. The wolf track is is tough because you don't, a lot of times you see them as wolves. Yes. Right? And so like you don't get to know them and their character names and all that. Yeah. yeah, We did meet a lot of people. Is it Kiowa or Kiowa? We met Yeah. We met Kiowa. Twilight and Sporks. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. I I didn't get the pronunciation right. But (laughs) yeah. I'm dying. I still haven't been to Forever Forks and I'm. I want to go so bad. Yes, y'all need to. Y'all should totally go. Trying. I'll bring you, Mel, if I go. You better. You better. Yes. Okay. As long as you're um, not like in num- or something. Me? 
Yeah, I feel like you're always not here. I'm always in London. I'm always somewhere. It's it's London. Yeah, you're always like like every camping two- or in London or, <laughs> no, or like, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, number five. Wh- this is for Sarah, Catherine, and Taylor. Which major pop star asked to be in the movies and was turned down? Is it Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, or Lady Gaga? It was Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift. Yep. Yeah, it was Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That one hit the news pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yes. sure. Taylor's like, what um, is this? Yes. Us, Ash, who claims to have originated the term twihard? Josh Horowitz, Brody Wellmaker, Mike Welsh, Christina Perry, Catherine Hardwick. I know this one. Go for it. And it's Mike. I wasn't I even at that I actually was unsure about that one, but I think it's Mike too. That was the only episode I couldn't come to because I had the Rona. I mean, I'm assuming that's right. Oh, it gets highlighted. It's right. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we deserve a tiebreaker. This is, ex- I think we're going to do the tiebreaker anyway. Who are we kidding? Yes. All right. So what are we doing? Those just like spitting it out? We'll see. I don't even have the answer. Okay. Which of all the films is the highest grossing in its lifetime, according to Box Office Mojo? Oh, I'm going to guess Twilight. Part two. Oh, yeah. Let's go part two. Yeah, I think part Breaking two. On part two. What do you think, Ash? I mean, I would agree, but they yeah. finished it, so f- sure. <laughs> I said Breaking Dawn, they said part two. I feel like we all won here. Yes. <laughs> Let's Let's see. See. We could be die. incorrect, okay. and it could be Twilight. Yeah, we're actually, how freaking wrong, you guys! No. I actually have no idea. What is what it? Is it? It's Part eclipse. One? What? Eclipse. That is one. That is your favorite. So how? Yeah, it's so surprising to me. That is would have really never shocking. Wow. Wow. We okay. just fell off at the end, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were in it together. We were in it together. We record. Let's start it over. Real. Let's. I, Maybe by the time Eclipse came out, everyone was like all together on board well, and already. That makes sense to me that like the later in, I mean, that's why I guess Breaking Dawn because it was at the end, but. Right, like, right. Eclipse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Eclipse did, it, it, I feel like Eclipse satiated male and female appetites though, because it yeah. was the darker, more. Yes. If you're looking for a vampire film, it kind of would make sense. You would drag your boyfriend to that. True. <laughs> totally. True. That's what I'm going with. Yes. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we all won here. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Virtual high five. Boom. Yeah. That was Amazing. awesome. Those were way um, harder than I thought as well. They that were. was actually they were really good fun. I wish, I wish we had done that more often. I know. Maybe because I actually knew an answer to one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You guys are amazing, though. Thank you for playing along with us and dealing with our little Twilight Twister and being amazing. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yes. Next time I film in Shreveport, I'm going to look you guys up. I actually filmed there like twice. So familiar. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. When you brought it up on the podcast, I yes. just like couldn't believe. I was like, somebody <laughs> said Shreveport. Like, wait. <laughs> there, like we go through in this industry, like there's always like a hot spot that yes. we enjoy tax incentive driven. Oh, yes. Um but for a while, like there's a lot of stuff doing in Shreveport mm-hmm. and then Baton Rouge. Um, and of course, like Atlanta was a big one that stuck, but like you you yeah. see like a bunch of people all of a sudden are like, I'm going to this place that I am unfamiliar with, and like yeah. everyone's there. All the yeah, time. Yeah. I know there was really cool <laughs> yes. seeing all the movies filming around town and yes. trying to like star spot. We were in mm-hmm. high school when it was happening, so it was like amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful holiday. 
Oh my gosh, thank, thank you. you. Y'all, y'all too. too. And Ashley, congratulations on your baby. Yes, oh, thank uh, you. Congrats. Oh my gosh. It's insane that I have a baby, but she's <laughs> thank you. I'm sure. I'm sure it's so different. Gives you nine it's months just... to prep and it's still not enough. Oh <laughs> no, my gosh. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh oh, now I'm sad. I'm like, let's keep going. No, but this is this is for real. We have officially done it. We've done it. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this little reboot. Um, It really was amazing to come back and it felt really validating to know that you guys wanted us to come back and, um, and being able to, to meet a lot of you uh, when I was in the UK and hear how big of an impact this me and Mel shooting the shit talking about Twilight had for people was very, very cool. Um, So thank you all for listening. Yeah. It, It is sad, but I have had the, absolute best time um i've sweat more out of my palms than i ever have in my life uh it was very eye-opening um to be honest this is probably the most comfortable i felt on a podcast it's just each podcast got a little bit easier for me Um, now you can go on someone else's podcast and be a pro and do yeah yeah maybe we'll just go on other people's podcast and talk about our podcast that's our new podcast podcast that we had Yeah, no, it's been a really good time. And I think we did the saga justice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about it. Yeah. I mean, there's always more to talk about. Maybe there's more in our future. I do love answering questions on Instagram so I can keep it going somewhat there. But maybe you and I can jump on from time to time and do like a little. We can do lives. Little, little, ooh, even better, like lives or little Q&As, things that we've missed. Listen to me. I literally do. We could do lives. You're like, ooh, even better, lives. Yeah, whatever. All the things. Oh my God. The first time I did a live with you, I was about to vomit on myself. (laughs) (laughs) The best. Um, All right. Well, thank you for coming on this journey with me. I know I kind of swindled you and kind of. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. It was the best experience. But it ended up being fun. It was always going to end up being fun. Anything you and I do is fun. And I've met so many cool people along the way and I've kept in contact with them and We've got new friends on Instagram that I get to talk Twilight about all the time. It's literally opened up my, now everyone knows, and I love that, and I can talk about it forever, whenever I want, however (laughs) I want. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you all for being a part of this journey with us. (laughs) Clearly, we love you. We love Twilight. We This has just been so, so fun. Um, You can always write to us. Still, if you want, you can write into twilightatcastmedia.com so that Mel has a better time transitioning. You can leave us voicemails still at speakpipe.com forward slash twilight. Um, we really, really love to hear from you, obviously. Um, and if you haven't listened to previous episodes, you can go back and take a listen there. There's a ton of good stuff. There's some bloopers. Um, and that's it. We love you so much. Thank you. We do. We love you. Bye. Bye. I'm Alice. <laughs> Vision face. Vision face. Vision face. Come on. No? Uh, you know what I found in... Tr- okay, now we're done. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>